Oh, hey! Hi! <laughs> Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the week. Hailing from Table Show Studios in Kansas City. Hosted by Captain Awesome and T-Mac. It is the Spanish Announce Table. T-Mac. Oh. Boy, this feels weird, huh? It feels like home sometimes. Yeah, it feels like Meek Mill first day out of jail, baby. Right. Yeah, Meek Mill is free. And Captain Awesome and T-Mac are back behind the microphones. All is right with the world. Yeah. I tell you what, Man, it, it feels, can't get much better than this. It feels like a few months ago, suddenly. <laughs> it does. It feels like we're, right. just, we're just here. Mm-hmm. Hey, and this episode mm-hmm. of the Spanish Downs Table, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about, because you might be thinking to yourself, well, they said they were going to do four episodes about the big four. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. We well, this seems more. And well, you're right. What it is is they are doing a special event on Friday, I believe, 12 Eastern, 11 Central, the one true time time zone. Um, They're going to be doing what's called the greatest Royal Rumble, where every meaningful title, except if you're a woman, will be online. And there's a 50-man battle royal. Uh-huh. And so we said, a 50-man battle royal and a 50. WWE event with, with no women. Well, we got to cover this. We got to. We can't let that go, right? I mean. Yeah. I right. mean, they can let the women stay home, but we got to cover the men wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Because, I mean, and, and the deal is that we get to see it all for nine ninety nine. You know? tell you what if they're gonna choose profit over equality then by god we better choose content over mm-hmm. guest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it feels good to be t-mac um yeah. so yeah that is what we are talking about on this uh week's episode so thank you guys for tuning in um Captain Awesome, how have you been? What's new? I've been well, man. Hey, uh, I, I did. In fact, if you listen back to uh, our other show, Tim and Tom, last week, you, you will hear that uh, my weekend plans involved dancing. Yeah. And how'd I that did. Go? It went well. It went well. We had a great time. Uh, we also uh, went and ate at Pierpont's Union Station. Is that the one with the uh, that has the little train deliver the food to you? No. No. <laughs> No, that's Fritz. I think Fritz's or something oh, like that, and that's yeah. at um, that's at Crown Center. Yeah, no, we went where a little more. Where did you more, say? Uh, Pierpont's at Union uh, Station. At, oh, Union Station. Yes. Sorry, I just went Crown Center. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, near, nearby, close. You know, yeah, you're, you're not nearby. you're not far off. Um, a little more upscale though, the Pierpont's. Right. This is a. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. It's on the bottom level. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That right. place is nice. Woo, yeah, got some right. good fries. Right. And that coffee shop, a catty corner to it, is really good too. Mm, okay. Yeah. I had the halibut. It was very delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know other stuff. We had desserts and all that stuff. But yeah, we went out dancing. I, I still got some moves in me, Tom. Uh, you know, bad bad arthritis and all, being old and whatnot. Uh, still able to with minimal creaks and pops get out there on the dance floor. 
and uh, you know, have a little fun. Are you at the age where though, mm. like, if they play another good song that you'd like to dance to, you still have to sit out because of no. your aches no. and pains? No, You're like, no. I really wish I could stay out for the cha-cha slide, but I gotta sit this one <laughs> no. out. The knees clicking. No, and there really wasn't any, any uh, uh, pain or anything like that. Actually, I was feeling. Pretty- Feeling quite good, man. Yeah. Feeling not old. We were we were enjoying ourselves uh, out with a friend uh, of hers, and uh, we all just you know had a great time. Had some some dinner and and some dancing and some enjoying and, and meeting folks out and stuff like that. You know, just enjoying ourselves, man. Having a good time. What about you? Well, I just came back from the Kansas City Symphony. I Ooh. enjoyed the Kansas City Symphony Happy Hour, uh, where they played an hour of string uh, percussion. Um, all the fun instruments and uh, you know what it made me think though? Cause like they had a theme and the theme was like conflict and love or something. I don't know. It was all good music, but I didn't get the theme cause there's no words. So it's like, okay, whatever. You can say this is right. anything. And then I was like, man, you know what I want to do for an hour? Hmm. I want to play the WWE themes that would fit for a symphony. So Rusev day, nakamura's music before it just turned into trash tonight which by the way did you hear that bullshit oh i didn't notice no i, oh I wasn't i'm like God. i was they watching added, but it, but I, that didn't, they added I didn't... rap music to it oh, they man. added japanese rap music or chinese oh. rap music i'm not sure what it was but i'm assuming japanese because i believe oh, that his music is. was awesome but maybe they don't want people well, to do the whole and that's rap. what they said they said we don't want them singing along well so Corey graves said I talked to Nakamura. This is my favorite moment of the week in WWE. <laughs> Corey Graves, after the music played and Nakamura made his entrance into the ring, Corey Graves said Nakamura was tired of the fans singing along, so he remixed the version to add lyrics. And then uh, Byron was like, how do you know that? He's like, because I talked to him. No habla ing- or what do he say? No espanol inglés. Right. The Spanish version of I don't speak Spanish. Right, I don't yeah. speak English. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's great. So he said the Spanish version. Oh, Japanese speak, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Corey Grace is great. I like I as I was watching SmackDown, I mean, he had so many fun one-liners, just mm-hmm. left and right. Like he's the best since I feel like the best heel commentator since Heenan for me. Just I mean, he's just the best. No, Jerry Lawler was great. Jerry Lawler was great, yeah, at a point, but he got old real fast. So, yeah, since Lawler, um, yeah. and since the top of Lawler, though. I mean, Lawler, Lawler sort of sullied his name for me, man, which is being terrible for years and years and just riding on that shtick that was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I last several years, man, five-plus years, I think, you know? Yeah. It was just, yeah. But when he was, like, feuding with the Hart family. Yes. And, you know, that, that yeah. was. But I still didn't like it as much as I liked Heenan. You know, like, cause I like that, and I like what Graves bring. It's that sly barbs, and the when he's like, when Carmella's dance and like over bragging, they're like, please be professional. And he's like, she's a true champion. You know what I mean? Like, just little things like that that are just like, okay, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like him. Yeah, I like but him. so I went to the symphony, and then yeah. I was thinking, so like Nakamura, Rusev, Psycho Sid's music. Ooh, yeah, okay, right, right. That would be a good one. Yeah, uh-huh. um, John Cena. No, okay, Bobby no, Roode. No. Bobby Roode would be a good one. That would be a yeah, good one. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, what else? I, I had a whole list. I made Emily listen to it as we left. I was like, mm-hmm. I'd play this one and this one. Uh, Seth Rollins. I'd have Seth Rollins because yes. that's a little bit harder. That would be a good one. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh-huh. 
yeah. So yeah. I, w- I want them to do that. And I don't want to tell them that it's wrestling music because then they're like, that was really good. I'm like, ha, it's all pro wrestlers. You guys got bamboozled. You, you tell them it's from this composer called Jim Johnson. <laughs> yeah, or right? CFO. Yeah, Jim Johnson and CFO. So, yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> I like that. But that's yeah. what I did. What? Yeah, that's great. Man. So let's take a, a little step back here, though, and talk about how maybe this isn't exactly like old times with the Spanish announce table where I'm going out dinner and dancing and partying and you're going to the symphony. A little bit of a role reversal in that regard, huh? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm sophisticated now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this, this uh, lovely lady that you're with has done well for you, Tom. T-Mac. Yeah, and, I have, and I have done well by her. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's a true fact. Yeah, I why? Yeah, of course, that would stand to reason. I'm posing for those with the enhanced radio uh, right now. Right, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, let's get into the news. Let's do it, Tom. Keep calling you Tom or T Mac. Uh, no headline on this one. Obviously, I think is. Obviously, the biggest story in a while, uh, Bruno San Martino passing away. And I'll just read WWE's article about it because, you know, they're going to say it better than I did, right? WWE is saddened to learn that WWE Hall of Famer Bruno San Martino passed away at age 82. The story of Bruno San Martino is the story of the American dream. During his childhood in the small Italian mountain town of Pizza Ferrato in the Abruzzi region of Italy. Did I say those things right? Bruno San Martino heard stories about how the streets in the United States were paved with gold. Though he believed it literally at the time, San Martino would experience fortune and fame firsthand as the longest reigning WWE champion and the most beloved competitor in the history of the squared circle. Life wasn't always so glorious for the Italian Superman. Bruno's brother and sister passed away at young ages, and Adolf Hitler's Nazi forces seized their town, but Bruno persevered. He and his mother hid in a mountain called Valla Roca, during the German occupation and eventually joined his immigrant father in Pittsburgh in 1950. San Martino began lifting weights as a young man and grew to become one of the strongest men on the planet after setting a world record in 1959 by bench pressing 565 pounds. San Martino caught the eye of Vincent J. McMahon and became a sports entertainer. Bruno became an overnight sensation, connecting with not only fellow Italians, but also the Latino, Greek, and Jewish communities, successfully bridging the gap in America's melting pot of wrestling fans. His legend continued to grow on May 17, 1963, when San Martino defeated Buddy Rogers in just 48 seconds to become the second ever WWE champion in front of nearly 20,000 fans at the old Madison Square Garden. Bruno held the WWE Championship for nearly eight years, by far the longest reign of all time and a record for all professional wrestling champions, no matter the organization. A household name all over the country, the beloved hero defended his title in legendary rivalries against WWE Hall of Famers Killer Kowalski, Gorilla Monsoon, and George the Animal Steel. In early 1968, San Martino headlined the first wrestling event at the brand new Madison Square Garden just eight days after it opened. The garden truly was the house that Bruno built, as he sold it out an astounding 187 times. When he lost the title to Ivan Koloff in 1971, grown men in the crowd were seen weeping. But on December 10th, 1973, San Martino became the first two-time WWE champion and held the title for an additional three and a half years. On August 9th, 1980, San Martino defeated his former protege, Larry Zabisco, inside a steel cage at New York City's Shea Stadium in front of more than 35,000 people. The heated grudge match broke box office records for wrestling events, and Bruno retired from the ring the following year. 
Bruno returned to the WWE in the mid-80s as a broadcaster alongside Mr. McMahon and as a mentor for his son David, who was just beginning his grappling career. Now known as the living legend, Bruno also engaged in several rivalries with a generation of WWE's greatest villains, including Rowdy Roddy Piper, Macho Man Randy Savage, and the Honky Tonk Man. The star power and influence of San Martino was exemplified by the fact that he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013 by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was the 188th and final time that San Martino headlined and sold out Madison Square Garden. WWE extends its condolences to San Martino's family, friends, and fans. Yeah, man, I never really knew much of San Martino growing up as a wrestling fan, right? It was Hogan drew me in and San Martino was already kind of, you know, was gone at that point. And then mm-hmm. whenever he was, if he was broadcast or anything like that, like, yeah, I got that who was supposed to be somebody that was a big deal, but I never knew it. And then, you know, hearing more and more as of going on and then reading this story here too, uh, it's quite impressive. Uh, you know, the, just the star that he was. Well, the thing that stands out to me is if you're going to think back and kind of say, when did WWF or at the time that he was wrestling WWWF become that world or not worldwide power, but that nationwide power where they said, we're going to be our own territory. We don't necessarily need the traveling NWA champion to come up here and wrestle because right. we got our own star. Right. And that was really revolutionary, right? So like you did have the Harley races, the funks, uh, the Briscoes, all of those guys going through Texas and, Missouri and uh, the Carolinas and all that. But in New York, they would go up there, but they weren't needed because San Martino was such the big star. And also what I think about when I think of his career, because like you, I didn't really know his career that much because I was, you know, a younger uh, fan at the time uh, that he was ending his career. So I knew the Hogan's Macho Man's things like that. But he was also on top of being the first like, we don't need the traveling champion. He was the first guy to say, I'm a star for the WWF. So, you know, you started off with, obviously you could say Andre the Giant, but before him, it was Bruno San Martino selling out, like you said, 188 times or whatever it was, Madison Square Garden. And yeah, Andre helped probably towards the later of those with, you know, his special attraction, but it was Bruno San Martino. He was the headliner, the main event, the showstopper, all the things that Shawn Michaels says, but he did it first. His wrestling doesn't necessarily hold up to me. I tried to watch some of his collection. It was very much the, no, this is real, right? Like amateur wrestling, which, I mean, if you like amateur wrestling, then you might like Bruno San Martino, to be honest. You know, if you like, if you like the, uh, March Madness of the NCAA men's amateur wrestling tournament, then you might like the, his matches because they're very similar in the sense of their style. But for me, I'm not the flips and stuff of the Young Bucks, obviously, but I'm not the opposite of that, which would be Bruto San Martino. So to me, the wrestling doesn't necessarily hold up, but like you just read, his work speaks for itself as far as he was that first superstar for WWF and he was the first guy to really establish a territory that said, we don't need you guys. Like Vince McMahon senior kind of said, like, I don't need that. I don't need flair. I don't know what flair was a little bit later, but I don't need Harley race. I don't need Bob Backlund. I don't need Terry funk. I don't need, you know, Jerry Briscoe. I got Bruno San Martino and him and killer Kowalski or him and superstar Billy Graham or whoever it is. We'll kill it up here. So Mm. no thanks. And that's that right there is the most impressive thing that I think of. 
Yeah, and uh, again, I guess we can just end it that we too uh, hope that the uh, friends and family and you know fans are are handling it as as well as they could be. Well, would you check this out? WWE is working with Impact. I said that correctly. Impact for a DVD. Yeah, this is an interesting story. WWE Home Home Video UK recently announced that WWE will be working with Impact Wrestling for their upcoming DVD on the Hardy Boys. They sent out the following, quote, We want or we can exclusively reveal that WWE has worked with Impact Wrestling on Twist of Fate, Best of the Hardy Boys. For the first time ever, a WWE DVD will release uh, footage featuring Impact as part of a candid look at the quote broken universe out on DVD, April 30th. Well, they put 30th, April, it's April 30th, April 30th. Um, so yeah, kind of crazy. Like, you know, if you start to kind of see the breadcrumbs here, you might think eventually we're going to get a uh, collections uh, part on the network of the best yeah. of impact. Right. So, yeah. So you had, AJ Styles, I thought, was really the first person to, like, open that floodgate. Yeah, you could say Samoa Joe, but even before Impact, Samoa Joe made his name at Ring of Honor, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, yes, AJ Styles was Ring of Honor, but he really made his name as the Impact guy. So when AJ Styles got to WWE, it felt like, oh, man, this is Impact, right? And then you had Dixie Carter featured on Kurt Angle's uh, documentary piece. And then now, lately... Uh, you've had Jeff Jarrett inducted. He's the founder of Impact Wrestling. Then on top of that, you had uh, Kurt Angle make the little snide remark a couple weeks ago to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn saying, uh, I heard Impact is hiring, right? This is my thought process. I think this is no investigation, no fact checks, because we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. I think that Impact Wrestling And whatever this new organization that I still think they're calling themselves Impact Wrestling, I think those are separate. I think that the Fight Network, who owns Impact Wrestling now, I don't think that they own or maybe they sold off the Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Hardy Boys, uh, Bully Ray era of footage to someone and that's why WWE is getting this. I don't think that WWE is working with the fight network owner of impact. Currently. I think this is footage that maybe Jeff Jarrett owns Dixie Carter owns someone in that yeah, organization. Well, they said still and, they're working with impact wrestling though. Right. I mean, so it's right. Of- and I, yeah. And maybe it's a different LLC, right? You can right. say the same thing and then it'd be, you know, one, two, three LLC, but, called impact wrestling. And then there's ABC LLC and that's impact wrestling. Yeah, but they're not you just the set it up. Like you set up an LLC that sounds similar to kind of right. It could be. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even if they are working with WWE, like somebody like fight network or whoever, you know, is running that. Um, I still think it's a good move because you're, you're going to likely make more money by getting the portion that WWE would give you than you oh, would yeah. by trying to do it yourself. So it's to just kind of a no brainer. How, yeah. To speak about how bad impact wrestling is right now, Eli Drake is a tag team champion with 55 year old Scott Steiner right now. That's their tag team champions. How many times is that organization under how many different owners going to think that Scott Steiner is the answer? (laughs) 
I don't know. He did a Frankensteiner, though. That's what caught my attention on Twitter. It said, 55-year-old does a Frankensteiner. I was like, no fucking way. Looked at it. It was Scott Steiner, the originator. None greater. And he did it awesome. I will say that. He did it awesome. It was See, great. I would have stopped uh, tonight, but I was in the bathroom taking a dump. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run lickety-split. Because you can't run because you got the fat asses. And now that I think about it, actually, Impact Wrestling is kind of open to everyone because think about their champion before Sunday was Austin Aries. Austin Aries also was, I believe, like a TV champion of Ring of Honor, and then he had six other belts from 10 other organizations. And now their heavyweight champion is Lucha Underground's Pentagon Jr. So, yeah, it seems like they're just like saying, hey, let's just make money. And which well, yeah, that's I what mean, wrestling should be, you right. know? It really so, should be. Yep. Yeah, we might now see Kurt Angle's best collections where we get the matches with Mr. Anderson and yeah. Desmond Wolf and yeah. AJ Styles yeah. and said, you know, Samoa so, Joe. Well, and like if you're gonna do this Hardy DVD, you have to include that stuff. And you know what I mean? That and, and you can't use the BS junk that you tried to roll out right. there with him now. It just won't have that same impact. Pardon that pun, that unintended pun there. But just, you know, you, you've got to do that. Because uh, I wonder if they throw in... Willow! Yes! Right? Right? <laughs> Willow! <laughs> right? I haven't heard that in so long. God damn it. Yeah, and then there's this one. Dancing in the hissa! Right? So maybe we'll get that. Right? <laughs> We're going to get all of those, man. Why would a 50-year-old try to talk like that? Yeah. <laughs> Dizzing in the hissa! I'm hungry! All right, man. You know, Impact Wrestling is a dumpster fire of an organization, <laughs> but goddamn if they didn't give us some of the best one-liners and clips for this show. Oh, yeah. Coming to a truck stop near you! One of the nastiest bitches in wrestling history. One dirty bitch, ODB. He was just a loose cannon. They were just like, yeah, please, just go out there. Take two mics. Just go. <laughs> I love that. Good. God yeah. bless Scott Steiner. Yeah, I mean. I love him so much. He's so funny. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that'll be interesting. And Yeah, yeah I'm not going to get that DVD. I'll wait for the network. And then, <laughs> right. even then, I might pass but hey it's cool to see like i said what i'm hoping for is now we get instead of the collection that they put up on the network of aj styles we put up the real collection of his stuff in impact wrestling against abyss against christopher daniels against right. you know him and christopher daniels versus beer money all of that stuff and then now that bobby lashley's back we can yeah. put together that stuff of here he was as donald trump's you know hand-picked wrestler plus here he is catching Kenny King and MVP and impact. And now here he is back in WWE. That yeah. was, I can't wait till they unleash that Bobby Lashley on us. Cause that stuff, I, I tuned in a couple times to see that. And that was really clicking. That's the best Bobby Lashley there's been. So I can't wait to kind of see some of that. Yeah. I, we won't get it. Uh, I'll get it. Well, no, I'll share it now. Cause we might not get into it in our picks. I'm hoping that we can transition out of, the Brock Lesnar's the coolest dude in the world, and he's a badass machine. Because he is, and that's great. Mm -hmm. I get it. However, I'm ready for, like, version 2.0, and mm -hmm. 
And version 2.0, in my opinion, is Bobby Lashley. So I want to see Bobby Lashley do that, right? Because Bobby Lashley is more committed to actually he is a wrestling fan. He does want to help others and help himself Mm -hmm. get to a better spot. And he wants to help the company. So I want to see, not that I care because this is entertainment. I don't care backstage if guys hate each other, guys like each other. I just want to be entertained. But it seems like Bobby Lashley could give us more and he has a pedigree that is comparable, not as good, but comparable to Brock Lesnar. So right. I want to see that 2.0. All right. I like that. We'll move on. <laughs> but, all right. We're going to talk about this guy. I I thought he was already – like I don't even know what this message really is because I thought this guy was already done not by his own choice. Uh, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Enzo Amore has said goodbye to the WWE by posting on his official Instagram a, Christ- a cryptic message, which is his first post since the statement from his lawyers about his alleged rape incident. And it's shoes hanging up on a on a wire because he, you know, thinks he's ghetto. Um, you know, uh, you know, man, we all know the story, right? I mean, he's charged with rape, whether it's true or not. They fired him because he was an asshole, and then they found out that he knew he was under investigation for rape and didn't tell them for, like, eight damn months or some weird nut, right? You know, and they were like, dude, really? Now we got reporters coming to us asking us questions? Like, we could have been preparing for this. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know. So, yeah. Apparently Enzo's retiring. He's not. He's not. He's an idiot. Um, he's not. Uh, what this is, is to get people like us to talk, right? Because it is somewhat newsworthy. He was a very overact that got a lot of people to quote him. He was very great on the mic. His wrestling skills were below average. But in my opinion, that's okay. Because what I'm tuned in for is mic skills and yeah. storytelling. When you excel in the other two, that third one doesn't matter. The third doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. To me. And if right. you like the flips and stuff, great. But go watch gymnastics or Cirque du Soleil. That's better suited for you. Um, but so I don't think he's done because I think someone will be calling. Right. So I love that line. That's great. True. That's great. I'm going to use that every time. That's great. So I, I do think someone will be calling. Right. So Impact Wrestling, like we just said, yeah. Pentagon Juniors, their champion. Scott Steiner's their tag team champion. Do we, I mean, look at the domestic history of Scott Steiner and he's a champion there. So why wouldn't Enzo be there? Right. And they've, they've grabbed everyone from Christian to, uh, your favorite guy, um, Damian Sandow to everyone. So like everyone's got a shot there. Yeah. Um, Alberto Del Rio even got fired from there. So you got a chance too. Exactly. So I, I think that we're going to probably not hear from him for a while, probably dormant this is probably a gauge to see how much people are interested i would guess and this is me again no fact checks no reading Meltzer or whatever whoever that is that you know reports on that stuff but my guess is we're gonna see probably in february or maybe this time next year enzo amore attacks uh you know, eli drake jeremy white at metro pro wrestling jeremy uh, white kick his ass yeah he would yeah, yeah, uh, ooh, but I'd you pay know, to see that I, one, Chris Goff. If you're listening, I would pay to see that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he would pay to have him come in because of the baggage. But right, like Impact yeah. Wrestling does not care. They sure, why not? Go ahead, do it. Uh, even like a Ring of Honor, if you give enough time pass, a new a Northeast audience would 
eat all that up, right? Him mm-hmm. going up, him verbally going up against the Bullet Club. How fun would that be, just yeah. on paper? You know, I still think he was better suited to be a manager. I mean, yeah, he could go enough in the ring and stuff, but I mean, that tag team was really carried by Big Cass, and we're gonna talk about Big Cass later, I'm sure. But uh, you know what I mean? Like he was so great on the as the hype man and the. You know, I just, I never got into the, the ring. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I it, it was getting that, stale. Well, yeah, but I also think that was WWE's doing too. Cause they never gave him the chance to be the top guys. Right. So they always had to say like, we're coming to kick your ass. They never had to be like, I bet you they could have painted a different picture that could have been a little bit more vibrant if they said, this is King of the Hill and we're on top of the hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they play that story because they were always the perennial title contenders and like the, the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what became stale. It's like, oh, they lost to the the rubber band club. Cool. Oh, they lost to New Day. Cool. Oh, they, you know. And yeah. so it was like, give them the titles and then let's see what they can paint with that picture, you know. Uh, so that's where I think they kind of got failed. Uh, was by always getting the title shot, and then it's like, well, we know you're going to lose. So, right. like Bray Wyatt. Enzo, right, exactly. Yeah, you, you can't say you're your eater of the worlds and then always get conquered by everyone. Like, yeah, then always get stale. shit shoved down your throat, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think for right now he might be done. I think that was a uh, temperature check to see who's interested. And like I said, I'm guessing – end of the year maybe this time next year we see him on and i'm gonna bet impact wrestling the greatest man in the world just keeps hitting home runs thanks man you know i've been working really hard and trying to you know what i mean just improve on myself and just you know be better and, and I appreciate it. That's that's nice of you to notice. It's really nice of you. It's you know, you don't need you. to say anything else, man. I mean, I get it. I know this could be an awkward situation, you know. I mean, you probably worked yourself up to say this. You know, practiced it in the mirror a couple times because you didn't want to screw it up. I mean, you kind of did. But, you know, I mean, it, it really it really does mean a lot to me that you cared and you took the effort. Seriously. So don't, just, rock, just seriously. Oh, The Rock? Yeah, what about The Rock? The, he welcomed a baby daughter. <laughs> oh, the nice. Right, the second the greatest man alive. Is also no this, I mean this guy is is hitting legitimately grand <laughs> yeah, slams every time. He really time. is. Yeah, everything he does. We talked about this where you you went on that rant about he's even divorced and his wife is his manager, so she makes him more money. Like yeah, this is not yeah. There's no alimony because she just takes the percentage and he makes more money. He could trip, fall down, and then like look back and realize he tripped over a treasure chest full of jewels. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just insane. yeah. yeah. So the story is this. The Rock welcomes baby daughter. The WWE legend broke the news on Monday with a picture of him cradling the latest member of his family. Johnson revealed the mother of the child, Lauren, delivered the baby like a true rock star. So this is uh, third uh, daughter, first with his first wife, as we just mentioned. And then this is the second child he's had with his current girlfriend, Lauren. Uh, So he's just, yeah, like I said, uh, I think her name is Tiana. Uh, I didn't catch the name uh, from this report, but I believe her name is Tiana. Um, as you mentioned, the picture is him in, uh, I believe, like a, uh, a nursing a bed. bed. Right, yeah. Yeah, a hospital bed. And he doesn't have his shirt on. And they're like, did he deliver the baby? <laughs> right. Which, fuck, 
He could have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not shocked. If yeah, right. He, Rock yeah. first man to live to deliver baby like by himself. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, the Rock. But it's it's the it's the skin to skin touch. Mm. Apparently, from baby books and things like that, they say that that's first thing you yeah, should be doing. Sense. Yeah, makes skin sense. Skin to skin. So yeah, he welcomes his baby daughter. And on top of that, here's another Grand Slam that'll make him a ton of money. By the way, BT Dubs, he's the number one highest paid actor in the world. Mm-hmm. He's the number two highest paid TV star in the world. <laughs> if you didn't realize that. And now The Rock is launching his own tequila brand. TMZ is reporting that the former WWE champion Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be launching his own brand of tequila. The Rock's company filed documents to the name Mana, M-A-N-A. Okay. Mana. I think that's yeah. from like the movie, right? Sure. Well, I don't know, but I mean, I think it, yeah. It I may mean movie, something in the language too. I'm was, not 100% well, I sure. I think that was his name. I think that was uh, his character's name in that. I'm not go. sure. Anyhow, for the brand of tequila, which The Rock has noted is his favorite alcoholic drink when it comes to cheat days. <laughs> There you go. Literally. Boy, like yeah. This, what's the, what the only thing that I can think that I could make fun of this guy is that he had his tits surgery, surgically uh, altered. That's it. Cause he was growing tits. That's literally the only thing I got on this guy. What a jerk. Yeah. yeah that he used to have a stupid haircut and a fanny pack decades ago. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's like, even cool. Now. Like yeah. you have guys emulating the stupid fanny pack thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's become jerk. a meme it's become you know people one i think one girl asked if she, if she could take him to prom dressed up like that and like send him a photo like that was like <laughs> like dressed up with the fanny oh, pack and the shirt that was the other thing that he made news for this week he uh got asked to go to prom he couldn't do it Somehow he took over the morning announcements, mentions the girl's name, she cries, and then he rents out a movie theater so they could all see his new movie about the silverback gorilla. Man, The Rock, man. Hitting grand slams. The Not guy home can do run. no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. He'll probably get sick and then they'll cure the disease and in the curing of the disease find out how to cure fucking I don't know. Yeah hemorrhoids or something rocks rocks like rocks cure yeah exactly the rocks yeah like what oh we we cured sids by (laughs) fixing the rock Mm -hmm. he had a bum knee and we were checking in on his knee and found this weird helix structure dna and we were like oh we can replicate this and here we go we fixed sids if it wasn't for the rocks bum knee this wouldn't have been uh, a researchable Kid, yeah, disease. Kids would oh. still be dying left and right in their cribs yeah. at night, but the rock saved us all. You bring in your dead baby. We put a little bit of rock DNA in him, like new. I bet. Yep, in right fact, back. in fact, he'll instantly make a million dollars before he leaves the hospital. <laughs> Athlete's foot in the butthole. Just get this rock's <laughs> DNA, and you're good. You know, whatever it is. Jesus, man, uh, <laughs> this guy be any more awesome. He's making he he's revitalized a shitty genre of music. Do you realize or not music of movie? Do you realize that? No, what? the the world ending movies suck, and yet he's killing it with it, right? San Andreas, <laughs> right. Yeah, rampage. That's true. Yeah, the next one's yeah, like rampage. <laughs> yeah, 
I used to Jesus. play that, that shitty video game in the arcade when I was young. And that's how old I am, right? It was in an arcade. And he's making a movie about it now. Like, who remembers that to go see that, man? Number one movie worldwide. That's great. That's awesome, man. The Rock. He's revitalized. That's how awesome he is. He revitalized a damn genre of music or of movie that no one likes. Yeah. God, we all hate this and we still show up. You realize that we all hate this and we still show up. It's WrestleMania 29 every day for this guy. We all hate this, but we're showing up. Here we are. Oh, the rock made something. We got to go see that. Why do we got to go see that? Because we got to. It's the rock. It's the rock. This time, Kevin Hart's in it. Oh, again? <laughs> yeah, again. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what? It's weird because jerk. he's so small and he's so big. Yeah. Isn't that neat? All right. <laughs> Congratulations and I, to and the I Rock. love the guy. And I love the guy. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. If he came in right now, you would be like, oh, my God, The Rock. Let's get a picture. Sign this. <laughs> yeah. If he comes to Planet Comic Con or whatever it is in Kansas City, you know, like as a uh, autograph signing, yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I don't want to go, but I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go. Be like, hey, would you sign this, like, to Tom, my reluctant fan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really love your 2000 title run and storyline with Triple H and Kurt Angle. Please sign this. And the Fast and Furious movies have been great since you've been yeah. introduced. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Why are you so great at everything? Why do you I have to make it? Yeah. Yeah. Be bad at something. Seriously. Like, he even got a Razzie. He got a Razzie mm-hmm. for probably one of yeah. the mo- worst movies he ever did, Baywatch. And it was... The movie you hate but eventually love. That was the mm-hmm. category yeah. created for him. And he and he got it. It's it's insane. I can't I can't control myself. This is stupid. Yeah. Is there or, anything he's bad? Like could we find out that like Rock just really struggles to sweep the floor properly? Yeah, or he has bad handwriting. Right. Yeah. The rock um the rock is really inept at like handyman services around the home. Right. If you need him to like change the light switch plate. Nope. Got to call a handyman. Rock can't do that. He's, he's bad at multiplication. Mm, yeah. There he is. yeah. Right. Rock is bad at multiplication. See, Something. There it is. right. Find, somebody find this out and get back to us and tell us what the deal is. And we should just take a break, huh? Get out of here. Maybe yeah. take a break. And then we're going to come back and talk about the greatest rumble ever yeah excited for the greatest rumble ever well you better get excited because we're going to talk about it when we come back to the spanish announce table which is on uh is, is spanish announce table.net still running anybody looked at that yeah. spanish announce table.net slash tim and tom casey you don't come The Spanish Announce Table. Welcome to the second hour-ish 
of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. All right, it is the second half hour-ish, something like that, at the Spanish Announce Table. And of course, wouldn't you know it, wouldn't be the Spanish Announce Table without some technical difficulties. So we're starting this segment again. You guys don't know that because we're not going to make you listen to the it in there to listen to. So, uh, well, wait, why did you out, tell them? Yeah, why not? Tell them? I, I mean, I can cut this because. part out. I can cut this part yeah. out. Well, because it's Spanish yeah. announce table lore. We're talking about the days of yore, uh, as it were, with the Spanish announce table. And it wouldn't be complete, Tom, T-Mac, without some technical difficulties. Now, would it? I mean, we're cursed, are we not? I mean, I did fine. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did a great job, man. You did <laughs> a great job. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was really excited for the listeners to hear it, but uh, the lost half hour-ish uh, <laughs> of the Spanish announce table. But, hey, we're talking about the greatest rumble ever, and you have an interesting question to bring up before we dig into this greatest rumble ever in and of itself. Yeah, so here's the question. Um, okay, so what do you think? So they're going to Saudi Arabia, right? Right. So, so do you think this is profit over equality? Because for those who don't know, uh, no women allowed, right? So no right. Ronda Rousey, no Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, none of them. Not even managers. No Lana accompanying uh, Rusev. None of it. So is this profit over equality, or do you think with this women's revolution, it's the best thing in the world that they're trying to use this ten-year deal, which it's reported to be, uh, to inch ever so slowly towards equality to show like, hey, our women can do something. So can yours. Why don't we kind of have an even playing field and then next year, you know, throwing around a Rousey. I'm going to sound like I'm shitting on WWE, but I'm just going to be stating a reality of how they operate as a capitalist institution uh, in the United States of America is that they are in no way operating to solely go around the world and advance women in another country, right? Well, they exist to make money. Well, hold on, because if you look back and you look at the narrative of WWE, especially in the last, what, three years, it's women's revolution, right? The first women's Hell in the Cell, the first women's uh, Royal Rumble, the first women's um, Elimination Chamber, all of these things, the women's uh, first women's Money in the Bank. So that is the narrative. And so I guess here's the question or here's the concern is. Mm -hmm. This is what I hate the most is you're beating us over the head yeah. with women are great. Women could do all of it. Women are the best things in the world. And okay. Yeah. I mean, they're people. We're all pretty great, but let's just say women here. Yeah. Women are awesome. Right. Right. But then you say, I'm going to take a deal that I don't necessarily need to take. Right. And then say, women's revolution right after we're done with the greatest Royal rumble. And that's yeah. the part where I feel like you guys are kind of dicks. Yeah. Like, stop it. Stop. Stop telling me the narrative that this is so important to you when uh, a billionaire organization, like whatever the Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia uh, organization has says, Hey, you want some of our money? And they go, yes, sir. Yes. We'll take some of that. And then now you're throwing your core values as you would like to state. They are, Aside to say, well, we need some money. Not to say, like, you shouldn't do things for money. I agree with you, right? Right. As a profit, for-profit business, the number one goal is for-profit. However, in an organization like this, where 
and I'm making up the number. Let's say the deal's worth a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. Or whatever substantial amount of money that would, you know, let's just say it's two hundred million dollars, right? Okay. They don't necessarily like that's great, and that will obviously help their stakeholders because they're a publicly traded company that will obviously help, you know, paying the Roman Reigns of the world and John Cena's to stay on and Brock Lesnar's. But you don't necessarily need that. You know what I mean? Right. So stop with the women are the best, women are number one. We're fighting to make women just like everyone else, and then go like, but yeah. guys. Yeah. Because because look, you're telling me the moment the planes lift off leaving Saudi Arabia. You're like, all right, ladies, you can come back out now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it does feel a little yeah, and that's, disingenuous that's now, the right? Part, mm -hmm. And that's the part where I hate that they're calling this the greatest Royal Rumble, and they're creating such extravagant sets and, you know, making this such a big deal because if it's such a big deal, well, then include everyone. Yeah. Because you tell us that that's important to you. And if yeah. you were telling me that's important to you and you're not doing it in this instance – well, then you're telling me that your word isn't true. And if your word isn't true, then you ain't got nothing to sit on. Yeah. And to their credit, yes, they have been very good now at advancing women, right? Giving them more opportunities, giving them more stage time, uh, focuses on storylines, right? Doing all of that, all of it, going around doing, you know, charitable stuff in the name of women, right? Doing all of that. But let's not forget, they were really late to the party in that. Right. They were even in current times, like they were pretty far behind. They were still having being chastised a decade ago for their treatment of women. So, yeah, like it's it, not necessarily surprising that they're doing this. And, yeah, it's a little bit different of a culture over there. They can't just walk right in. And I don't know if they did any sort of push to say, hey, maybe we can. Right. You know, maybe, maybe. And maybe they will. Right. If they're there for long times. But, yeah. I, you know, you're really making it hard to believe that, that this is one of your driving motivators and not just a, a way to go, oh, hey guys, us too, right? We like women too, right? Right? right. Ladies, watch us. We want that lady demographic. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because a lot of the barriers that women are trying to overcome in the entertainment industry were started by the WWE, right? A bra and panties match was not... Uh, yeah. unique to the NFL. Right. A, what's the, the paddle on a pole yeah. match was not specific to the NBA. No. You guys did that. Yeah, no Major League Baseball uh, team had cheerleaders come out with black hands painted on their tits. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the halftime entertainment for the NBA Finals wasn't a hog pin match between two cheerleaders. Right. Right? Like that's yeah. the part that we're that, that's also the irritating thing of this. They've came so far. Well, you guys did it. <laughs> yeah, you made them start from so far back, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the part that's irritating. Now, with all of this being said, obviously we're just two fans viewing this as a spectator, you know, looking from afar. There is also the elephant in the room, the changing of the corporate structure within WWE because, you know, when they were doing the Bud Light girls versus Stacy Cle Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson uh, at WrestleMania in a bed, you know, Vince McMahon was in charge. Now he's still in charge, but he's starting to give more control over to right. Stephanie McMahon, who's obviously trying to championing all of these women first ideas. So, Yes, there's also that we're not naive to the fact that there is a change from Vince to Stephanie. However, 
if you're going to say there is this change and the company is what it is, a global phenomenon, you can't tell me that Stephanie goes like, yeah, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can say no, Stephanie, if, if that is such a big, you know, uh, if that's such a core idea that you hold so strong that this would be a no say no until you can have women. Right. As of, as of six months ago, women were able to drive, you know, things are obviously progress is very slow, but however, sometimes it rapidly happens after just, you know, a matter of few passing legislations. So it could be in three years, then take the deal. Yep. You You open the floodgates as it were. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. It's yeah. You're going over there. Where, you know, obviously they didn't sit in a boardroom and go, hey, we're going over to Saudi Arabia. We better not bring any women, right? This was probably addressed in some sort of negotiations and they were probably directed no, right? We're not having that, right? So, yeah. but then, like you're saying, and, there is a bit of a, yeah. you know, a moment where you have a choice to go, well, hey, man, you know, but then again, it lets you know, this is what people need to understand here. Remember, any major corporation, this is what they exist for, right? It's profit first, right? They will make that decision over their altruistic charitable work every time or they're not going to be successful because that's how the system works, right? So don't, under any impression, think that any good big company, no matter what good things they're doing, is going to do that over their own profit all the time, right? So, yeah, you're going to see things like this. And they were trying, like, for example, it wasn't in Saudi Arabia, obviously, but it was in a Middle Eastern country, which I can't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss did have their first match where the crowd was chanting, we deserve this and women first and all of those things, which was amazing and great to see. It was a bigger than a wrestling match type of moment, right? Right. So, and that's awesome. And they, you know, WWE, the first ones to tell you how great WWE is, is WWE. And they made sure to, like, make a video about it and say how great they were. Um, however, so yes, they are doing things like that, but again, don't beat me over the head with our championing 2018 year of new idea is women equality. And then go like, (laughs) but we're going to call this the greatest Royal rumble. We're going to bring in Ray Mysterio, great Collie, Shane McMahon, Kurt angle, Chris Jericho, Mm -hmm. but none of the women. What? And stop telling me every title is on the line. Yeah, because not, not every title's on the line. Because it's not. So yeah, stop that's saying the that. part where it's like, mm-hmm. so stop it. So stop with the pomp and circumstance and come at us with the, hey, we're trying something new in a new market. Check out this special attraction. Yeah. That would be more fitting, too, if you're really believing in the women equality yep. type of promotion. Yep. What happened to the... Uh, we, quite frankly, we don't think you want your intelligence insulted, right? Because tell me, hey, we're going over here. We would love to bring the women. They won't allow it right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, their culture's different. We would hope that, you know what I mean, we can help them uh, maybe, you know, you know, say those kind of things, right? Like, I, you know, I don't know. But whatever. Yep. Let's just get into it, right? Let's talk about the event because it is going to be fun, right? I mean, there's going to be some stuff going on. So let's just. It's going to be gonna... reported six hours long, first oh. off. So it was WrestleMania just a, a go home show for this thing? It feels that way. <laughs> I mean, jeez, like uh, <laughs> two weeks ago was a seven hour show. This, you know, two weeks later now is a six hour show. On top of their already what six hours of programming between the three brands? Yeah, seven week. hours. Yeah, because you got three hours of Raw, mm-hmm. an hour of NXT. Right. So that's four. 
two hours of SmackDown. Yep. That's six. And then an hour of 205 Live. 205 Seven. Live. Right. Yeah. Man. Christ. It's a lot of wrestling. And that's just for one company. All right. Let's get into this. I'm going to read this right off of WWE.com. We've got, ooh, they've added a match here. The WWE Cruiserweight Championship. T-Mac, Cedric Alexander defends against Kalisto. Kalisto's winning this. What a stupid move. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You don't put Mustafa Ali in the damn uh, match in Saudi Arabia? Well, I wonder if maybe they're worried about, you know what I mean, him being taken what? wrong maybe. I don't know. They got great Kali in this fucking <laughs> greatest Royal Rumble. They do? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But then, you, then you're presenting the cruiserweights and you're going to – man, what a foul ball in the upper decks this is. God, way to shit the bed and then be like, ah, everything smells fine. Um, yeah, well, that's what they do. I'm taking Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. It's just going to be a flips and shit match, you know, and everybody's going to go, yeah, but ooh. What a dumb ah. move. But right, that's ooh. a dumb move. Yeah, I, I agree and with we, you. We, I agree with you. And we got more dumb moves to come because oh. I've looked at this card too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Intercontinental Championship ladder match where the Intercontinental Championship will be held high above the ring and the competitors will have to climb a ladder. First one to get the championship wins. The Miz, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe. You have a bit of an issue with this match. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Why All is right. that? Well, Samoa Joe, he's awesome, right? But yeah. let's just let's just oh, this is old T Mac gonna punch things here. This is how stupid the match is. So first off, you move Samoa Joe from Raw to SmackDown. In the middle of a program with Roman Reigns. Right, right. Smack dab in the middle of it. Right. So then, to keep Samoa Joe busy, you put him in an intercontinental match, which is a raw title. So you know he's not going to win. So you're taking out the storyline of, will Samoa Joe win this match? Then, on top of that, next week is Backlash, and you have him in a match with Roman Reigns, who presumably, and we can get to these picks later, will win the Universal Championship. Again, a Raw title. And so now you've taken the story to- storytelling out of that. You dumb, dumb stupids. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You rushed idiots just going like, well, we got to move now. We got to do it now. Wait for the... Wait for this to happen. Then do your super superstar shakeup. You could, you could fill the time of what the superstar shakeup was with the NXT call-ups, right? Mm-hmm. So no way Jose made it up. Sanity could make it up before the uh, shakeup. Then you have all this new NXT talent. Then after this greatest Royal Rumble and you get the Samoa Joe match in the Intercontinental Championship as a Raw star, then you can do the shakeup. By deductive reasoning, we can all pick this match, right? Mm-hmm. Miz, he's going to be in a storyline with Daniel Bryan. And he's on uh, and he's a and he's on a SmackDown. So er, Samoa Joe, I just told you how dumb he's being handled. Mm. He's probably one of the best pro wrestlers they have on the roster, but just stupid. Finn Balor has a everyone's in Balor Club t-shirt with rainbow prints and preaches equality. Well, yeah. we just told you they don't like it there. <laughs> right. That's gone. Yeah. So who's left? Yeah. Seth Rollins. Who's left? Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins yep. wins it. 
yeah, Seth Rollins wins this. I love your deductive reasoning on it. And yeah, Samoa Joe, they just, it, it feels like he's getting that Bray Wyatt treatment where they really don't know how to, you know yeah. what I mean? How to play him out. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. It's not with the, the spooky, stupid stuff. Like you're like, okay, I can always kind of at least buy into this, right? Mm -hmm. If you give him enough fire and, you know, uh, heat, he can always make something passable. So it's not like the stupid gimmicks, but yeah, uh, I agree. It's like the Bray Wyatt where you're like, this guy could be great. This guy could really be great. Oh mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to drop the ball. Sanity. You brought up sanity. You think they're going to get over on the main roster, man? You think they will let sanity be sanity enough to get over on oh, SmackDown? No, they're losing to the new day they're, in three weeks. They are the new, um, what's the team that they just put on raw again that I, I forgot was even like, that was, um, uh, Ascension? The, yeah, the Ascension They're They're going to be the new Ascension, but just, three people and who else is a three person tag team. So you're yep. going to get a fun little program where new day gets jumped by sanity. Killian Dane, who is awesome, is probably going to throw biggie up on his shoulder and do some massive, like, feet of strength where we're going to be like, this guy's great. Cause he is. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be like, Eric young, uh, lose to Kofi. Hey, next week, Eric Young lose to uh, Xavier Woods. Woods. Yep. Hey, next week, Eric Young lose to Big E. Hey, Eric Young, remember when you tried to be Daniel Bryan in TNA? Now we're get we got you back, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's just that they treat those main rosters so watered down. And you know, I was thinking like you have three separate brands, and we talk about this. It's overkill. I mean, there's just too many people and because there's too many people some of them are just wasted along the sidelines and the, also the fact that your two main roster brands are the same thing like nxt at least has its own feel and a, a different kind of genre almost to it and a different presentation but with raw and smackdown you only have the difference of like well this one's blue like it just doesn't mm -hmm. like there's nothing to it so yeah like this whole superstar shakeup is great because you're just putting pieces together but there's no discernible difference between the brands other than the color and maybe that would mm -hmm. help you here some you know what i mean like you got to run these as separate institutions but... well to speak to a bigger issue that i think wwe thinks that is good but is, i think is an issue is and i listened to like sam roberts he had the media row for wrestlemania and braun mm -hmm. Strowman and paul Heyman both said the same thing we have something for everyone which is great but you know what you do when you have something for everyone you have nothing, right? right? It, it, it's like you're you're uh, you're good at everything, but you're a master of none. So then your product just becomes average, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's like, oh, they can do this. They if can you, do that. That's you fun. have three presentations. You don't need to give me something for everyone on each presentation. How you really have something for everyone is if you like this, you go to this one. If you like this, you go to this one. If you like this, you go to this one. But that's not what they want to do, right? They want to go, no. everybody watch everything. Well, hey, man, nobody's got the time for that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not interested in half of your show now. If you gave me one show of the stuff I do like, maybe the people who like the other stuff will watch that one, and I'll watch this one, right? Yeah. And it's even getting so bad. Look at how the women are being brought up, right? Riot Squad and Absolution. That is same the same thing. thing, but one was on Raw and one's on SmackDown. Right. And then what did they do? They just split them. Yeah. Exactly. So stupid. And they even debuted them in the same way. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so dumb. So dumb. So anyhow, uh, going back to this. Mm -hmm. um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. 
right. And we'll move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos with seemingly, uh, well, but Naomi can't be involved, but it looks like Naomi's going to get starting involved, huh? Going to be the valet, maybe? Yeah, so that'll happen in Backlash. Because remember, next week is Backlash. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And that's when, instead of having your single-branded pay-per-views to allow talents like Rusev to flourish, now you just throw everyone on there. So why not just have Roman Reigns every month? That's great. Yeah. Because that guy's getting over like Lex Luger in a Minnesota mall. (laughs) Ugh. Remember that when he walked out at Nitro when they debuted at the Mall of America and everyone's like, who's that guy? Oh, it's Luger. Oh, Luger's back. Hey, guys, Sting and and Hogan are still in the ring. I guess we'll watch that. Guess that whole narcissist thing didn't work out in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk. Anyhow, he's fine, guys, but. He said no to us, so I always kind of hate him. Um, uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. I think the oh, Bludgeon Brothers Bludgeon are going to win this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to get the match, and then that's when Naomi does whatever she does, right? So this is just a, a hold pattern until then. So, yeah, Bludgeon Brothers. Then we've got the flip side of that. We've got the bar taking on Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy, the deleters of worlds. Boy, they just said... We've got lame bullshit versions of what Bray Wyatt could be and what Woken Matt Hardy could be. Let's put them together and make them a double lame version of what they both could be. But wouldn't it be cool if, like, Matt Hardy was, like, the corporate, like, not the corporate ministry, but remember the ministry and how weird it was? What if you added the ministry and that dark, sadistic, real evil side and Bray Wyatt could represent that? And then you had the oddities, which were Mm. weirdos that wore South Park t-shirts. And that could be Matt Hardy. And you have those two guys. And then you add in a lame duck tag team like the Ascension, who looks cool. Every time they post pictures of them on like their WWE yeah. Instagram, I'm like, that's a cool looking team, exactly. right? Exactly. You throw them together, you add a ministry like thing, you call it the Woken Warriors or whatever the hell you want to call it, yeah. and there you go. That's a fun well, faction. But it's they I'm glad you brought up day. I'm glad you brought up the Ascension though, because like they're, they're this is what Wyatt and Hardy feel like to me. They're just becoming a joke. Of what, you know, what they could be. Like, the Ascension are, you made them the joke to a joke tag team in the Fashion Police. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what this feels like with, with what, and then, yeah, they're going up against the bar, which is, feels like a joke tag team too, almost. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, they're well, good, they but they put right, them in this. But you know why? Yeah. They're on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got them on a, yeah, they're, and yeah, they're dealing with the New Day. And so you, you're really not into this thing. By the way, the New oh. Day, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, and by the way, the bar lost to a 10-year-old. Yeah, right. It was right. Braun Strowman, but a 10-year-old. Yeah, right. The bar, <laughs> On SmackDown, the bar interrupted New Day's like pancake feast back there. Uh, the, the part that stuck out to me the most was they were acting like they smelled. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's funny. And then it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. If you look at Sheamus and Cesaro, they look like they smell. Right? They look like they smell bad. And I was like, oh, this is even better. And then they did the, I don't know if you caught how they were saying their their hand signal. looks like they're touching dicks. <laughs> like New Day and Big E. Talking about things well, like, wait a minute. It, yeah. He goes, wait a minute. Sheamus and Cesaro. And then they t- and they make the bar? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's disgusting. And that's all I'm going to think about, right? That's, that's it. Like, yeah, you guys are the bar, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. All right. <laughs> United States champion. Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal in a match I bet nobody even over there cares about. Who 
is giving a shit about this. Why are they doing this? Why are they giving us Jinder Mahal in the United outside of even this event? Why is that a feud that is happening right now? Fun fact, uh, this is a SmackDown title and a Raw superstar is in the match. So who wins? Mm -hmm. Old Man Hardy. Oh, it's Jeff Hardy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, maybe they do the flip-flop again, right? Maybe Mahal wins it back. He takes the U.S. title back to, to Raw. And then maybe somebody like The Miz does win the IC title and takes it back over to to SmackDown. You think they're that creative? You think they're that they're that creative? Well, they already did it once. So maybe yeah, you they won't they're... do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Yeah, uh, all right. Let's see. WWE Championship AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um a uh, couple things uh, before we discuss our picks. I love this Shinsuke Nakamura Nakamura heel turn. What do you think of it? Love the heel turn, right? When yeah. they're asking, like, why did you do it? And he says, I don't speak English, right? <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then when he's like, I am so sorry for what I did. Wink. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's great. And then at the end of SmackDown where AJ, I think should, something else should have happened to him besides just the low blow. Like, I like the low blow. Yeah. But then, like, I mean, we're guys, right? And mm -hmm. even women know to this to a certain extent. Like, that's a horrible pain but it's not like a lasting debilitating pain where you just like crawl. But I liked how Carl Anderson took the, the bullet form. As it were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The bullet form. Mm -hmm. I like that. However, I just wish that AJ Styles maybe got hit in the back with a chair or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm a dick punch. Doesn't make you do that. I am glad you brought this up because a, the bullet club, I got something to say about them here in a second, but, uh, fans, uh, yeah, pew pew. AJ Styles, uh, I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction here that Shinsuke Nakamura wins this because Carl Anderson helps Shinsuke Nakamura because Ooh. he took the bullet form and he was on Twitter today saying all the things AJ Styles has done for me in my life, I'd take a bullet form again. If you'll notice, AJ Styles couldn't quite get there to take the same bullet for him at the end, right? I think we're going to see something here, which may add to some level of coolness to the Shinsuke Nakamura heel turn. But the club, still not impressed with him. And I want to talk to you guys who like the club, right? All these, you know, it's probably Kata, right? Uh, all, all these all these fans that we that we used to have regular listeners of the Spanish now say, well, that love this pew pew bullet club. Uh, they were the cool thing in Japan, right? Right? That's all anybody could talk mm -hmm. about, right? Mm -hmm. Let yep. me tell you something, guys. They were the cool thing in Japan because nothing is cool in Japan. Nothing is cool in Japan. They were cool by proxy. They were the one guy with a tattoo. They were... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like you can have a dork with a tattoo, but when you first see him, you go, oh, I bet I got kind of cool. Oh, no, he's more, he's a nerd. Like, he's... he's hold on. <laughs> the guy he's, with a tattoo. They're... they're they are, are <laughs> yeah, he's the guy with the tattoo, right? They are a bunch of, Nerds! now, if they go in and they help with the Shinsuke Nakamura thing and maybe kind of mimic that kind of thing, right? Because was he ever involved in that, in the Bullet Club? I know he was like up against the Bullet Club a lot over there in Japan. Yeah, he was up against it, but right. that was it. Well, see, so, so maybe that's the like chapter, the, right? Yeah. Are you saying like the Bullet Club was the first kid in the neighborhood, neighborhood to have a car? Yes. Right. He was the first kid to get the Nintendo Right? He was still a dork, or he's the only kid with a pool, right? Like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, man, I don't like Steve. But, yeah. man, he's got, his mom always gets, you know, he always gets those cool 
Hostess Dick cupcakes. Drive me like, to I, Taco I, Bell, so right. I guess I'll ride with him. Yeah, man, I don't want to ride the bus, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? It'll take me to school in the morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, Nakamura though coming out to uh, circa 1998 opening act for Limp Biscuit with that new theme song. Yeah. Christ, is that bad? I don't like it, but I, th- I th- again, yeah, I think it, the point is the purpose. Yeah, right. The purpose is we don't sing along because it is an awesome, fun song. However, you went with that. I mean, the point of a heel is to boom. I'm booing you for two reasons. One, because I respect the work that you're doing, and two. That sucks. Yeah. Like that music sucks. Well, and you should have just changed the music because the fans will still do that over that shitty rap. They'll still do the, whoa, oh. you know, they'll do it. They will do it just, especially if they find out you did the rap just to make them not do that. You know, they're going to do it. Oh. I don't know. But Nakamura's oh. winning this. And I think I'm going to go on record and say uh, at least Carl Anderson and likely both of them help. They turn heel oh, and help. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Good for you. Yeah. I'm saying Nakamura, but just clean. I'm just saying he wins with a nut shot. Well, like a nut shot that the ref doesn't see, and then he wins. Mm-hmm. All right. And now the match we've all been dying to see. All of us. All of us. This is the biggest match on the card. Two Jerry young Lawler, up and comers. Scott Stein. Two young and up and comers. <laughs> what that mean is? Uh, <laughs> Scott Steiner, huh? Uh, it's, it's Triple H taking on, uh, the star of the show. And his name is John Cena. John Cena's winning that, right? Clap, happy dance. Well, yeah. Uh, like we said, uh, to each other before, uh, this recording, you're not going to have kids that are. 12, 13, 14 years old who've watched John Cena their entire life and wanted this one moment to see him in person lose, especially not the first show. I think they might do a thing with like, hey, Undertaker, remember how over your streak was on WrestleMania? Well, we got a 10-year deal with Saudi Arabia. Cena, you want some of that? And they just have him win once a year in Saudi Arabia against Triple H. And then you bring out, I don't know, Batista next, and then after that, Randy Orton. You just do a senior senior ci- citizens uh, like a nostalgia match for them. Who've yeah, been, every match. Right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's Cena versus a returning Edge, the Big Show. Versus, yeah, Christian. Yeah, uh, right. RVD. Yeah, exactly. That's what's gonna happen here. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about it, man. I just yeah, Cena's winning. It's Lowell Cena wins. Fun. It's going to be fun because they can always put on a good match, and there's going to probably be a crotch chop that gets the crowd maybe a little excited. There's going to be some type of maybe a crotch chop from John Cena to Triple H, you know, something to, ooh, some attitude. (laughs) And then so it'll be fun that way. But, yeah, this is, like I said, these kids, the even adults, did not wait their entire lives to have this one show come to their home country and then they're you know beacon of hope lose to a guy who barely wrestles Mm -hmm. all right well speaking of that we've got the undertaker in a casket match taking on rusev somebody stop rusev my god uh in no way does rusev win this match but boy would i love to see that huh yeah i mean the tweet told you everything when Rusev retweeted the match announcement and he said, 
bury me softly, brother. <laughs> so like he even told you, bury me softly. Yeah. So no. And so again, I don't get it. Rusev organically. One of the best things mm-hmm. to happen in the last two years and you say, no, he's still a heel. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Well, we'll prove you wrong. Now he's in a match with Undertaker. No one's going to cheer him now. Damn it. Why are you doing yeah. this? Well, A, I still am. And two, like, why are you doing this? Why would you not take advantage of this? I just don't get when. It's like they have a vendetta against guys who get over by themselves. Yeah. And they purposely try to push them down to say, like, no, we're going to do it our way. Right. Happened with Zack Ryder, happening with mm-hmm. Rusev, happening with Dolph Ziggler, or happened with Dolph Ziggler. The only one to actually survive that, and it was just because of the groundswell, and they just happened to go to Seattle the wrong week, is Daniel Bryan. And that's why it's just incredible that they do this. I don't get it. It's the only, like you said, this is a for-profit company, yet they don't want profit off of Rusev Day fill-in-the-blank merchandise. I bought yeah. the damn calendar. I would buy way more stuff if it was available and it was cool and it was evolving. Nope. Yeah. Because he's a heel. You know why? Because he's not from here. <laughs> well, that really is it. And like, yeah, they just seem to have this like Vince McMahon when, when he, in the character, Mr. McMahon, when he says, you know, these people don't know what they want. You got to tell them what they want. I, that was real. That was him mm-hmm. giving his real thoughts. Like yeah. he legitimately thinks I come up with the ideas and the people love my genius no and so he can't don't. handle it right and you've definitely lost touch because look at the last four years of your wrestlemania main event and it get booed out it, this year's wrestlemania's main event your crowning show where you bring in the high dollar investors or fill in the blank you know donors and the match is getting chance of this is awful because the match itself is fine we hate the story we hate the story. It's nothing against Roman Reigns. It's nothing against Brock Lesnar. We hate the story. Yeah, but they won't Stupid. let it go. They won't let yeah. it go. So, yeah, Undertaker wins this because they're going to have the big, you know, the the entrance, the hoopla, the fanfare all around that. Easy well, money although, on that. Bet. Although, how cool would it be if John Cena costs Undertaker the match and Rusev uh, buries Undertaker and then you get a John Cena versus Undertaker at SummerSlam because General John Cena's like, I've t- got time to prepare. Can't just show up on WrestleMania and think you got the better of me. That would be cool. But that's giving them too much credit. Yeah, they used to do cool stuff like that. All right. Yeah. Speaking of cool stuff, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship in a steel cage. Oh, you mean the match that I just referenced that got chance from 70,000 people that this is awful? They're yep. going to run that one back? Yes, they are. Bet you this one gets a better five-star rating than Jericho versus Kenny Omega in the Tokyo Dome, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's great, too, right? You take a product that these people have wanted so desperately to see. You're now new, you know... Uh, star of the future is going to be in a title match and you restrict their vision with putting a fucking cage upside by it. <laughs> Jesus, you idiots. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dumb shit. Yeah. This yeah. is the first time they get to see him and they can't even really see him. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you guys, yeah. man. You guys. 
are Man, no good. You guys are the broken clock where, yeah, you're going to get it right twice a day because that's just how time works. But Jesus, you guys, you guys are successful despite yourself. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, it really. And I'm not trying, look, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, I could do it better because I can, but I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm just saying these are simple things. Yeah. It's not like I'm saying, oh, you know what you should do? Turn Daniel Bryan heel in the Royal Rumble match. And then that way, this new big pop and Vince Russo writing, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying little things like, hey, let's not put a cage <laughs> match for right. our two biggest for people who've never seen them before. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the big match, right? It's the Rumble. Um, oh, did we pick? Yeah. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns is winning this. Roman Reigns with the wet hair. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah. All right. We're going to run down the greatest Royal Rumble, which will begin at 12 Eastern on Friday, this Friday on the WWE Network, which you can see uh, <clears throat> for $9.99. Uh, let's just run down some of the participants. Yeah. These are the the participants that have been announced and then there's some that are on the promotional materials right that haven't been on other cards so we can kind of glean that they're going to be in here so we've got daniel bryan who we discussed this yesterday uh i i forgot i don't think he's that good on the mic i don't like him. he's great yeah, I, no, I, I re-watched it after you said that and no he did fine he did great <laughs> he was supposed to be hurt he looked like he was hurt he did fine i love yeah, it looked like he was overacting being hurt no. Yeah. He got, he got attacked. You don't know how hard he got attacked. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, it's Big Cass. Yeah. I mean, Big Cass yeah. pop, wa- Big brings Cass. a wallet. By the way, yeah. uh, Big Cass and Teddy Long, they wear the same size suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Right? I think so. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, because every time Big Cass would uh, put his arm up, the sleeve would go to his elbow. Right. So I think it's, yeah, I think he grabbed Teddy Long's suit and was like, well, that's close enough. Right? They were like, hey, you got yeah. a suit? And he goes, oh, I didn't know you needed me in a suit. And they were like, oh, man, if somebody get one of those Teddy Long suits, that'll probably work close enough. <laughs> and then Teddy Long just shows up. Just take this one. If it's a 6'8 guy, you know, we can put it on big <laughs> Uh Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, The Big Show, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, all three members of The New Day, Shelton Benjamin, who, after still a pun, sucks. still sucks. Man, he still <laughs> sucks. Really bad. He didn't improve any of his like charisma, his his he just like older. Know, just he just yeah, man. Like you didn't. He's been gone for like fifteen years, and you didn't improve any in this regard. You're still the most boring guy on the roster, and that's saying something, man. Like Randy Orton on the roster with God, you, Jesus. man. Seen Kara is in this match, and you found a way to be the most boring guy in here. All right, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. Baron Corbin, Sin Cara, Chad Gable, Elias, Goldust, Mojo Rawley, Apollo Crews, and Titus O'Neil. Now, these are people that are on the promotional material, but, you know, they haven't been announced. You've got Randy Orton. You've got Mark Henry. You've got Ray Mysterio, Mysterio, Big Cass, The Revival, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Kalisto, Bobby Lashley, friend of the show, Great Kali, Fondango and Tyler Breeze, the Fashion Police, Rhino and Heath Slater, and the pew pew. 
pew, 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 the mechanics. You've got, uh, so that still leaves 10 spots available to surprise entrance, right? So you're going to have maybe. Black. Right. You're going to have some NXT, maybe a legend or two, right? Um, so let's just run through this here. Who do you think, do you have any, anybody that sticks out? Yes. I think they don't know what to do as an act two after WrestleMania. So I think a big shiny trophy that uh, the big cast wants to take away would be perfect for this. And so I think Daniel Bryan is the front runner. That's who I'm picking. I think there's no stakes to this. There's not a title shot, but you need something to say, like, this is a big deal. Who bigger than the biggest returning star in recent memory? And the smallest guy. Right. And to have this as your first champion of or first winner of uh, the Rumble. So I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. Yes, Chance. How many times? Right. And how many times has he supposed to win the Royal Rumble? Doesn't. And then get the the place booze the rest of the people out for ages. What would be great is if Ray Mysterio comes out and then Daniel Bryan comes out. Cause remember when Ray came out at uh, entry number 30, a couple years ago when yeah. everyone thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan and they booed Ray Mysterio <laughs> out of the building. It'd be fun if that happens again. <laughs> they did boo poor Ray. Yeah, he's, he's like, like Hey man, Hey, you love me. Remember WrestleMania 22? You guys loved me. This used to be me. Why are you boom? I didn't do this. I didn't say like, hey, don't put Daniel Bryan on. Put me in. (laughs) Ah, you fans. Yeah, um, I I see that. But again, that takes some forethought. And we've been lamenting their lack thereof uh, for this whole segment. So I think they're just going to stick with the Braun Strowman. With him, I think it's a little different because... Uh, I don't think this, like he recently just got cleared was just out of the blue. Right. Yeah, right. And so okay. I think it was a test run at WrestleMania. Like, okay, look, Hey, no seizures. I think he's good. Yeah. Now we need an act two. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So he would be a solid, you know, if I had to pick like a three, most likely to win, I, I would put him in there because of what you've said. Right. Even if they don't continue, like, even if he doesn't get a trophy and big cast is going to try to take it. He's still a likely candidate to be that unlikely hero to win the thing, right? And the whole place yep. chance, yes. Um, but I think Braun Strowman's the next big front runner just because of the they're gonna go, man, look at this massive monster who just destroyed everybody in that ring and threw everybody around. I think you've also got a guy like Randy Orton. You know, he seems to win those things. He won the Rumble a couple years ago. You can't discount somebody like that, right? Yep. I don't know, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, or well, Kurt Angle. Or, uh, or- or an emerging star like Big Cass. Right. Big Cass could win it, yeah. Baron now, Corbin. Yeah. I uh, I think I don't think I they would give him the nod now with some of the names that are in here now. Maybe if it was like a one-branded only maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, my pick know. is Daniel Bryan. Who's yours? I'm saying Braun Strowman. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm happy with either of those. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I like that. So, I wish it was Rusev. I want Rusev to win it so that forever he can talk about the greatest Rusev Rumble. Yeah, but no, he'll be under dirt. Yeah, he'll get thrown out midway through if he's even in it. Yeah, he'll probably be buried. Yeah. Did we lift him? Did we say he was in there? No, he's gonna be he's gonna be in dirt. He can't come out. Yeah, he's yeah he's put in a casket. Right. Yep. Bye bye. Way, right, so. way to way to stop that push, guys. Awesome. Way to go, guys. Oh, you lost Great the sixty year old guy. That all right, all right. <laughs> you lost the guy with three fake hips. 
Yeah, he didn't even have to pin you. He just threw you in a box. Yeah. You let cool. him put you in a box. Yeah, we love chanting that. I'm so glad we can't do that more. Yes. Great move, guys. Yeah. Great move. So hey, I want to give you money so I can chant this while he's in the ring. Uh, I don't want to do that too much, though, so put him right. under dirt. I want yes. you to give all that shine to a guy that's not going to be back until WrestleMania next year. Yeah. Hey, really give this to Jeff Hardy. Really give all of this push to Jeff Hardy. Remember all of those great drugs he took? Let's reward that. Let's do more of that. Hey, listen, let's talk about that, man. He got a DUI. Like a month ago. A month ago and like wrecked it, caused damage. And they're just like, go ahead. U.S. title. Yeah, Yeah, U.S. title even. Yeah. And in a program with the man charisma forgot Shelton Benjamin and old dead face, Randy Orton. This, what is this? A, a program from 2007? Like get the hell out of here. The man charisma forgot. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin. Ain't no one remember me. No. <laughs> like that's what it is. It's so stupid. <laughs> That's why they put his name up in big on the jumbo yeah. chunks. Nobody remembers it. It's this guy. Yeah. Benjamin Ritter. <laughs> yeah. Fun thing for anyone who hasn't been to a WWE show when Shelton Benjamin wrestles, they keep his name up there so you won't forget it. Shelton Benjamin's voice sounds like you ever like accidentally take a breath in when you were saying something and, and you like <laughs> his whole voice sounds like that. He sounds like a teenage boy who's going through puberty and only wants his voice to be deeper. Right, so he just right, keeps on right. trying to do yeah. it. Gosh. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, man. All right. Well, that's the greatest rumble that doesn't include women in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun thing to watch, but it's a lot, man. Like, oh, gosh. Six hours, Six hours of... Men in their underwear play fighting. For nothing, like, at least with Mania, you've got some long-term storylines, and it's the granddaddy of them all, so there's a history and a thing, right? So you can kind of get into the matches that maybe you're like, yeah, okay, you know, the bar versus whatever, but, yeah. Yeah, this one, you've got just such curveballs. Like, why would the GM of Raw compete in this match? Why would Kurt Angle be in the match? Wouldn't you, if you're not breaking kayfabe, think, like, he has some duties to fulfill while being overseas. Nope, I'm going to wrestle. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. Like, wouldn't you be coordinating part of this? Yeah. Shane McMahon is the commissioner of SmackDown. Wouldn't you need to make sure that your title matches happen accordingly and to have all the contracts signed and the medicals done? Nope. Be in the match. Nope. I need to get in there and dance. Yeah. I need to. I need to throw as many punches forward and not connect with any of them as possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think he's ever connected on a punch in his life. He might not have. I don't think he could bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> you might not. Jeez. Yeah. Worst fruit ninja player ever. <laughs> Shane McMahon. All right. So wet paper bag. I think this is all we got for the greatest rumble ever. I, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see how they pull us off, what it looks like, how the crowd reacts almost as a sociological experiment, but. I'm excited for a Friday for our time's sake, Friday at noon. Uh, 11 in our time, the true 11, time zone. Yeah. yeah 11, 11 o'clock central, the true time zone. Um, yeah. 11 o'clock on a Friday because you know, Fridays, what else are you going to do? Work? Come yeah. On. You're not going to work. Uh, yeah, watch it on your phone. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 that works, baby. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, do any work duties. Uh, if anyone's listening, this is just kayfabe. This is part of the, you know, probably show if any any of my uh, employers are listening. But uh, and if you guys if you guys are listening, head over to my desk. I'll have it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> come on, check it out, man. We'll see it. Yeah, All, right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We will come back as the Spanish announce table for SummerSlam. And maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll just randomly decide. If something big happens, we, we pick and choose what we want to do, when we want to do, because it's our podcast. Right? Ha! Ha! But next week, we will be back with Tim and Tom. If you don't know much about Tim and Tom, stick around and check it out. Uh, and we'll, we will return SummerSlam time as Captain Awesome and T-Mac with the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And? Fun fact, if the state of Maryland were a country, it would have the third most Olympic gold medals. The Spanish announce table.